Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam the Gun Showing. <laughs> Morgan, he's got the guns out. Sun's out, guns out. Sun's out, guns out. Surfing and physique don't always go hand in hand because it's kind of quite a... It's a good job with me. <laughs> Straight in. Well, same for me. You know, I, I, I saw a photo of me from my holiday and I was like, yeah, no, I am... I am getting older. Looked at the looked at the photo and thought, yeah. So it's really fascinating with, with age. It's sort of photos are interesting like that. I look at photos of myself when I was in my mid twenties and was like, Yeah, I'm in okay shape. I look back now. Now now I'm in actually, ironically enough, far, far more functional shape today. My diet's so much better. I feel better. I'm calmer. I'm healthier. Everything's better today than my mid twenties. I was it was a shit show back then. But the look of my physique was very mis misleading very misleading. See, that's interesting because I Because went- I was in unbelievable Nick. Yeah, well, I wasn't. <laughs> well, I was and I wasn't. I was decent. Then I fell out of exercise and got lazy. And, you know, for anybody of a certain generation like, like I am, the overriding kind of, even surfing was a bit like this, right? So the like lad, 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 ladettes, that was, was talking about that this week with someone. And the in the UK, magazines like Loaded and FHM, all of the people that were in the public eye or good even some of the sports stars were still in this kind of smoke drink party and so you can't out train a bad lifestyle can you in some eventually and when you're young you get away with it a little bit more so by the time i took off to aussie um i was enormous really comparatively and then you just go and swim in the sea you've 50 meter pools in every town you go to Uh, i worked in physical jobs and suddenly I was back to, you know, 10 and a half stone wet through <laughs> from about four, 14 For and a half. For most people listening to this, 50. that would be, you know, if you're doing metric systems. Like a matchstick. Like a literal matchstick. But it's, um, but it was amazing transformation that, yeah. by the way, just from, and it shows you how quickly you can get out of shape, but equally how quickly you can get in relatively. It takes time and you've got to compound those gains. But that was the beginning for me of going, I'm never going back to that place where I felt so and I crept back up a little bit from time to time. I would, I would yo-yo from fit to, if I can say, fit to fat to fit to fat. I was just about to say fit to fucked. I was thinking, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fit, fit and fucked. Um, but yeah, but, but, but it's easy to stay in shape when you're, it's easy to get in shape when you're younger. It certainly felt like it. It's way, way easier. Uh, we've got my lovely wife doing a photo of us in the garden listening to the podcast right now. Hey, honey, do you want to be on the show, Al? Can you quickly say something? Thank you, Al. Insightful? Yeah. No. Bye, babe. Bye, babe. Um, you maybe heard the giggle in the background. Um, it, you can go back to feeling not just good, but great a lot more quickly than it may feel when you've just done, overdone the food and the beers and the whatever the night before or the day before. Because we jump to conclusions and then we all do it. Uh, this week, I had a bit of a slip again on my ankle, which I know I've been talking about a lot on the show, but it's, it's, a, it's a big thing in my life at the moment. And all I'd done was just have rice. That's it. And for me before, in my old lifestyle, maybe a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, rice was always a good inclusion to my wellness program because it was just energy, glycogen, good for surfing. I digested it well. It seemed to feed my good bacteria. Brain performed pretty well, slept well. Testosterone levels were pretty good. And whatever has happened in the last year, who knows? Maybe COVID has played a role, long COVID. Um, it's called the viral load. It's in all of us, but to a greater or lesser degree. But because of my autoimmunity around psoriasis, I have this tendency to get a bit arthritic. I'm not careful. And I just felt shocking. And it was on, um, it was on the Monday and I felt so stiff. 
and swollen again. I just like, where, what has happened? And I'd had this phenomenal surf, which we'll come on to later, the previous day. And I've been doing great. I've been doing carnivore, low carb, low carb, low carb, zero it was, zero carb, a hydrate. And I'd had rice that night. And then the next day, bang, I felt like I was back at square one. But then no more than 36 hours later, which is then Wednesday lunchtime, I just feel completely different about the world. And I think what's really interesting on this, if you look at the research and the science now around mental well-being, is of course it's linked to the physical well-being, but where is that linked to? It's your gut bacteria, it's your gut microbiome. Arguably, you look at the literature, look at the people who are really talking about this, like Chris Cresser and Mark Hyman, even Joe Rogan or people, you know, lots of lots of interesting people talking about microbiome, that it is going to play the biggest role in how your positive hormones, your dopamine, your serotonin play a role in your overall well-being. Because let's be perfectly honest, if someone's dealing with a sore joint or not being to surf because of work or difficulties with family, whatever might be going on, if you're dealing with that and you're feeling good, how much easier is that to deal with? Yeah. You just deal with it like any old challenge. You go, yeah, yeah, next, right, move on. Yeah, let's do you. Yeah, cool. When, you're, when you've been eating, not akin to what might be supporting your gut bacteria, oh my word, you start dealing with challenges. <laughs> it's challenging enough being in your own body, let alone dealing with, you know, whatever is going on in your life. So I think it's one of those ones where we, we've got to let ourselves be human. We've got to be kind. But then we've got to give ourselves a good fucking kick in the ass Well, as well. The arthritic thing is really interesting as well. In relation to both exercise and the diet, Sarah wrote, didn't she sent us a message? Somebody listens to the show. Hi, Sarah. Um, and uh, was talking to about your comments on arthritis uh, this week, which is really interesting, and how some of the things that you tried had, had, had helped her. And um, we both suffer from it, right? So I've got in my back and my hand from breaks because it sort of developed around the facet joints in my back and then in my hand where I've broken it and my and, and similarly sort of um, other bones in my body where it's just sort of a bit sort of decrepit. But it's one of those things where absolutely can be irritated and inflamed by over excess of the wrong thick foods because, you know, that's an ancient wisdom, isn't it, about you are what you eat. <laughs> and, and gut happiness, gut health, uh, trust your gut. Um, but also the the power of movement, which is why surfing is so important when it comes to sort of arthritic conditions. Certainly for me, from my experience, the more I move, the less pain I'm in. So it's the, to kind of intertwine and knit those things together in the right way uh, is phenomenally good for overall well-being, and not just to sit and feel sorry for yourself if you've got those kind of uh, chronic joint inflammation in, uh, injuries. However, there is a time when it's so acute that that's the time to rest, which is what I've just had with this. Um, Fill us in on that one, dude. What's my elbow? I've had this two times before in my life, uh, particularly in this joint. Is my elbow joint gets this thing called bursitis, which is a sort of fl filling of fluid around uh, in the uh, bursa, in the sac around your elbow joint. And I'd simply over-trained, I think, and uh, you know, probably not been in the sort of uh, cl cleanest living alongside it. Um, although it came from a, a period of time, it came during a period of time when I hadn't been enjoying my cold alcoholic beverages. Um, but as I'd posted a few bits on social, back in pool training, back in prone paddle training, and, uh, and trying to do a little bit more exercise, a little bit of exercise snacking, but I'd oversnapped <laughs> and overdone it. So I had been upping little bits of my exercise snacking with kettlebells and chin-ups and press-ups and that's but alongside that i'd upped my 
aerobic endurance stuff as well. So swam 2,700 meters on Monday night. I'd had quite a few long board paddles over the weekend. Tuesday night, I wasn't fully feeling it. I was a little bit, but I got myself out, went for a reasonably good sort of ocean paddle. Felt amazing when I got out of the sea. Woke up in the middle of the night, felt like I'd been shot in the elbow. And my elbow joint had just obviously gone, That's, you can have a few days off, thanks, buddy. That's what it feels like. It was a, it was an, it's now an enforced break. It, it, it's, it, the information has come down way quicker than it did previously. Um, but it's still, if I had to surf today or paddle today, I probably would leave it for another couple of days. We're all going to get this. We're all going to get this no matter what. Memento Mori. It, yes, yeah, it, no, it, it is. Um, but on that thing of inflammation, it's interesting you're talking about cardio and doing those longer paddles. I wonder, you know, one day it'd be a very, very interesting scientific study into why surfing reduces stress levels. Because what's interesting, okay, so what's really interesting about exercise, it's a stressor, we know that, it's a healthy one. But of course, like anything, it can spill over, it can go too far. Now, that's either the, the regularity of it and or the intensity of it. But of course, it, they tend to come together. So if you have a really regular program of exercise, and it's intense all the time. Well, yeah, you, you're just overdoing it. But what is it that you're overdoing? Well, there's two main things. It's one is you're losing muscle. Um, and I believe that's called um, photoneogenesis, if I'm rightly remembering. It's the eating of your own protein. Once you've gone beyond fat and carbs, you start eating your own tissue as a way of fueling your exercise. So that's what we get after about an hour, approximately. And Peter Artia, who's yeah. a brilliant guy we all recommend, he talks about this kind of stuff a lot. But getting someone like Peter Artier involved in surfing in this way would be very interesting because unlike a swim for an hour or a really intense run for an hour or mountain bike ride for an hour and a half or whatever it may be, surfing is stop-start. The other interesting thing with surfing that's in its favor, not only is it stop-start, which is more natural to us as humans, this kind of whole idea of run after your prey and then catch it and then stop and then gather and whatever and then go again, these kind of sharp spikes. Not only is it it's a bit more like that, that's what we know surfing to be, unless you surf where we surf. <laughs> When it's on shore and we're just nonstop. But even still, here's what's interesting. You get a positive result from the wave. And the wave would massively mitigate the impact of cortisol. Because cortisol is this predominant stress hormone, which can be problematic and be inflammatory. But you negate that because you rested waiting for your wave. So cortisol's dropped. You're looking at the view. You're in the ocean, which is lowering cortisol. Oh, yeah. You're, you're getting mineral salts in your body from the, from the salt water. So then add to that, massive dopamine start yeah. spike from the wave, you can surf for three hours and come out with lower cortisol levels and feel amazing. <clears throat> Whereas if you do your cardio and you get into that cardio thing, it's a challenge. I've often found, Liam, I, I, I'll go as far as saying I haven't done a long cardio workout for more than five or six years now for that very reason. Well, I, I mean, that's probably... I used to stand up, long stand-ups. That's what I'm sort of thinking about. Maybe this is the same for me. I have not done the same thing. I, j I very rarely go on long bike rides anymore. Um, I, I'm much more, I'm much more instinctively these days lean towards uh, almost high-intensity, quick burst, explosive, because of the uh, gains from sur for surfing. But I hadn't thought about it like that. I think it sort of frames a question, doesn't it? Is surfing the perfect exercise for... Well, I mean, I would say yes, because for, for mind, body, balance, and every, everything is being nourished in the right, at the right time, in the right proportions. And, and that, you're right, cortisol spike because you're <laughs> paddling out. But the dopamine, I yeah. felt exhausted, like I need to go in 
so many times and you catch one, this is why it's always a one more for the road. You catch one wave and it's an instant energy health recharge and you suddenly <laughs> feel like you've had eight hours sleep and you're ready it's to go fucking again. sick. There is nothing in the world like surfing. And I know you're listening to this now, driving where you're driving, walking where you're walking, just nodding. I just know it. I know you're nodding because it's the best fucking thing ever. And it's because it's just, um, just a mix of everything. Can't even put our finger on what it is. But if we talk, what we like to do is just kind of talk about the nuances because it relates us back to our practices. Because our practices, don't we ever say should, but our practices could, with the right value to action-based system, be entirely focused on how is this going to affect my surfing? Because I think it was, um, you know, Walden boards. I think it's a quote from him. Do you know Walden? He makes so He's a very famous, Robert, I think it's Robert. Someone's going to massively call me out now. Anyway, Walden, Walden surfboards out of Hawaii and California. They're very he's a very famous surfboard shape. He's still alive today, been shaping 50 odd years. He has a quote that's something like, every single step I've ever taken in my entire life, I've asked the same question, how will this affect my surfing? Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking... It's a good point. It's such... It's, it's everything. We want to... When, when you think about all the things you're doing, where, what does it come back to? There's going to be a moment where you're on a wave and you're flying. Yeah. Keep the motivation alive when it's tough, when you're down and out, when you're hurting, when you're sore and you're just fed up and you've got to regroup and just remember why you do everything you do. Because for me, recently, the allure of some rice, <laughs> just fucking rice. Get your head in the game, Will Foster. It's rice. Rice, rice, rice baby. baby. Do, 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 do. That's pretty good, actually. Come on, come on. We've got to keep going with that. Rice, rice, baby. Um, vanilla, I, I, vanilla rice? I've never had that before. Ooh, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Ooh, that, 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 don't take me down the pudding road of rice. I mean, that's a whole delicious road there with maple syrup and bits of cinnamon. and Oh, dear. I mean, if you just got like rice, melted butter on top, drizzle cinnamon, sea salt, and, and oh... Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I? Anyway? Well, that's a human condition, isn't it? Because <laughs> we love foods. But um, do you know what I mean about that quote? I love that quote. It's kind of interesting. Well, isn't it, it? It, it, it was a metaphor for life, isn't it? You know, as well, you know, everything you do, you have these moments where it's struggle, struggle, struggle. And then you get the way of honor. But, but the, the idea on a serious note, of, uh, you know, why are we doing this individually and sort of collectively on the surfing front is, you, you know, for how long can I surf? Uh, and therefore, surfing longevity is thriving because of the uh, as ex everything we've just said, everything we talked about for forever, really, as surfers. Everything we become surf bores about is about chasing that happy combination, as we said, between the ordered serenity of being in the sea and the chaotic sort of pursuit of a wave through all that sort of turbulence and violence that comes with it. And then those moments of pure energetic bliss, vibrational nirvana, really, where you go and glimpse. And again, I say probably every week about this kind of, it, it completely sticks with me all the time, that Jerry Lopez thing about here, here you are being given like a cheat code to mindfulness that, that takes years of like meditative practice to kind of enter these states of, you know, being in the here and now and, and, uh, and, you know, separation from thoughts and all that sort of thing. And surfing gives you that with one wave. Uh, and it's just, therefore, you know, completely nourishing for your brain, your soul, your body from the fitness aspect, but without that 
you know, excessive cortisol that comes from just like endurance pursuits like running or cycling or whatever it might be. Probably get angry letters now from the running and cycling crowd saying, <laughs> Not, knock yourself out on your When I'm cycling. going down a hill, I feel a rush of wind in my face. Two <laughs> wheels whizzing. <laughs> but it, I, I am I, mocking some of my cycling friends. No, I was going to say, yeah, no, no. I, I, I love a good bike ride. I just like it to be nice and short and over yeah, quickly. Yeah. But um, going back to th- that quote again, I think that so we know that diet's going to play a really big role in that because what I'm realizing at this stage is I always used to say that, you know, to clients, they're looking for better results in how they feel, look and perform everything. And I used to say things, I used to say things like, you know, it's 70, 80% is, is going to be down, down to your diet. I'm going to say that's more like 90 now because as I learn through this journey and stay really open-minded to just whatever can work rather than be egoically heavy believing in certain things and just sticking to them like glue, just constantly staying open, open, open that we need so little really in the way of training to perform on the wave. What we more need is the fine motor skills, the, the calmness and focus in our mind when we're in the moment. We, the, the body that is firing on every B vitamin, iron, zinc, magnesium cylinder, we need the you know, repair with protein, tendons to be flexible. And the body wellness, the body wellness of your body will represent itself on the wave. That's not to say that we don't exercise and we don't learn how to move better and work on our core and mobility and, and posture and everything. But it's this, it's, there's, there's, there's less and more, less, there's less is more in all that. The go, go, go full on workouts and then just eat your carbs and refuel and carry on the next day. That, that is an old, done thing that is just, it's just, it's just dying out. Well, people are realizing more and more yeah. what, what is actually going to work and what is sustainable. And it's even more fun because you perform even better. You don't have to do anywhere near as much, but you, what you fucking got to do is dial down your diet. That is where your results, I feel, will come I, from the most. If I look at everyone I, that I know. I couldn't agree more. I, I, you know, the, this has been said many times by people with way better cred, the credentials than me for saying it, but you know, the majority of your gains from an exercise and fitness perspective are really made in the kitchen because the kitchen is the best gym kind of thing because it is nutritionally what you put into your body uh, or not that will see you through some of the trickier times that you might have when you're coming to train functionally. Uh, and I've been on the, you know, the, the, the sort of wrong end of that on a number of occasions and the right end. And con- it's a continual struggle of and, and, and uh, trials of experimentation and so on and so forth. Um, and the other thing I would add into that, certainly from an aging surfer's perspective, is rest. And going back to this elbow thing, you know, if I look back now, it's always when something happens, you go, oh, what did I do? Uh, and quite simply, at this, in this instance, is I didn't listen to my gut, <laughs> going back to the gut thing, and just say, just have a day off. I've gone back to back for about four days, and I know, we've been talking about this, that rest is a very impo- important component of body recovery and repair and strengthening and so on and so forth. So by not listening to that, I'm on the receiving end of a more painful lesson than I would otherwise uh, be. Um, but one thing I would say to kind of what, what we're talking about is that the biggest sort of uh, place that certainly I've been found out in the most unforgiving manner around whether or not you're lying to yourself about how fit you are is the sea. Because, and especially when it comes to surfing, is you can't lie, you can't, two things the ocean will not lie to you and go it's all right you you're doing really good 
Do you know what I mean? It's not, like the angle here. You, you, it's not gonna. It's it's not going to make allowances just to make you feel better. You 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 you, you will find out how well you've trained uh, very quickly in 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 the sea. And I think that's where I've always come on. And and even when I came back here years ago, and and now you got in thinking oh, I surf on those massively onshore days. I was like, fuck, I am so unfit because it the honesty of those environments makes you either accept where you are or lie to yourself when you get out. And if you accept where you are and and face the fact, you can condition yourself and train to perform better in those conditions the next time. But it's not easy. It's not easy and you're constantly learning and remaining humble and open-minded. But I love the fact that just constantly be 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 a sponge. It's not going to information. It's there's no it's not going to protect your ego. Those the sea. It's not going to make you feel better or or it's just going to very clearly tell you whether or not you're fit enough for those conditions. I really like that. I love it. And you're, what are you now? 40? 47. Seven. And you will do wrong end of now. 40s. <laughs> but listen, if you look back at your, so the recent ones, it's nice to remember because of the insight, there'll be people listening to this, um, people like myself, Christ's sake, in the 30s listening to this, where there's that hope because you had a swell run in June, where I think you went twenty-two days, yeah, twice per day, yeah, no back pain, no. But you look back at it. Were you eating like on? Were you on, on, on? Were they get? And and maybe you weren't. I mean, tell me if you weren't. No, pretty good. But but you look at that time and you think, yo, fuck yeah. If you if you eat amazingly and you take care of your rest and you stretch and you do a little bit of strength training, not loads, just a bit, and you get your your body balance wherever that balance needs to be. You might have a weak lower back. You might have tight ankles you might you know you've got to get to know your own body if you do all your care work and you get the nutrition right and the rest there's nothing to say you can't thrash it and go for it but his body's capable of a lot but what's interesting as well is those conditions during that swell run i'm very blessed for this it lives on in memory were my almost my my kind of sweet spot of flow because it, it was challenging enough but it was also sunshine and you know, three to four, sometimes occasional five foot waves for for a good for a good period of time. It wasn't too chaotic and crazy and big and you know gnarly and windy and all of those things that sort of often kind of knock me out of my flow state. So all of those things go together. You go exercise, flow, exercise, flow, and suddenly you get into this rhythm where you feel you can go again, and then you rest in between. It was immense, and you know. It's a gift, and then you're not going to get that all the time. But God, I live on that. If I, you know, and I look forward to it. Those times will come again. Oh, but but on the something. aging front, will that's the thing. You, you know, what's the driver? Why are you doing? People say, "What are you doing this for?" Why are you? Well, to surf as long as I can, you know, and also to during that during this journey to not completely attach all of my egoic self to being a surfer or surfing or whatever it might be, but to have longevity in the thing that brings so much nourishment to mind, body, and soul. Why wouldn't you do that? I completely agree. Have your values line up with your actions. Yes. Have, have there be a coherence between what you really believe in inside and what you actually do yeah. in your life. Uh, and, and, it, and it's dialing in that, again, this is a reminder to myself, when is the right time to do it? Well, firstly, never. So therefore, now, because you have to start today, even a tiny bit, because it is the only thing you have. And the more you do it today, and then you 
commit to that level, that discipline, whatever it is you decide to commit to, you, then it's discipline. Then over time, those, those little moments that you honor that discipline compound to get you to the place where you're like, holy shit, I never thought I'd be able to surf that, surf that kind of wave. I never thought I'd be able to do that kind of maneuver. I never thought, how did I do that? Well, you've got to trace it back and you go, ah, oh, I've just done like 120 days of repetition practice, repetition practice, discipline. And so of cool, course you fall off that sometimes and you get out of that you period. But if you're prepared to dust yourself off and get up and go again, anything's possible. It is, man. Absolutely is. Guys, what an intro. <sighs> Jesus, we are laying here. I am literally laying in the sun, staring at my ankle, wondering if it's going to be well enough to surf on Sunday. We've got waves coming. Look at the lad. He's like a young Barton Lynch sat there. <laughs> I've got the Channel Islands cap on. Uh, oh, why? Oh, are we spawn now? Are we, we? spawn now? Oh, hang on. Um, Brit. We'll, we'll bleep that out. Me- yeah, exactly. A lot of people wouldn't know that that's Al Merritt, Channel Islands. You've got to be in the know. got to be in the know. Yeah. you got to be, well, yeah, he's a surfer. He knows. <laughs> Channel Islands. That's, oh, he's got all the gear. That's Al Merritt. Oh, he knows his stuff. All the gear. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> I like this idea of not looking like a surfer, which is half of mine. Yeah, it's like... I it, mean, it's not deliberate. Well, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because um, Mickey Dora, he was famous. If you read his autobiography, have you read his autobiography? I haven't, I, I have Where, to confess. You have? No, I know. I oh, please. Everybody, every please, please, please read that autobiography. It's up there with um, Barbarian Days as a surf oh. book. Oh, now we're talking. It, but it's, I mean, really, yeah. it's up there because it's just so well done. It's ghostwritten, but with Mickey. Anyway, so just, it's about his life. Crazy cool life. Just nuts. And he was famous. This is the sort of godfather of, of and birth of modern surfing, you know, Malibu in the, in the late 50s and early 60s. And Mickey was famous for um, only wearing tennis outfits wherever he went because he loved tennis. Yeah. And he never wanted to fit in. He never wanted to be the beach bum. He wore, his, he wore his hair with like brill cream, uh, always cut back, not like the sort of long thing. And he would just have this whole vibe of, fuck you all, I'm going to be myself. And he'd wear these really interesting, so it was like about, he would wear the, the posh white jersey over the Airtex top with these kind of like chino shorts and like real posh shoes. And he just made sure he just never, and it was, but he would rock up to the beach and everyone was like, whoa, this guy's kind of, and then he would just steal everyone's waves. Yeah. And mow people down. And he just had this, it was just a really crazy dude. Very, very good book, that. Mickey Dora. Um, I think I've got it. I'm going to lend it to you, Lee. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Guys, what an intro. Bloody hell. Around the houses, let's just move on to segment number two, bit of mindfulness. Take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out nice and slowly. Breathing through your nose. And breathe out slowly. Take a breath in through your nose and really... On the way out, really just let go of any tension, holding that you might be doing in your neck or your mouth or your jaw or chest or tummy. Just just really, oh, just relax your body. We do get so tense without realizing it until we pay attention to that. And then back in again. And then just keep relaxing your system, letting it just 
unwind. Good work, guys. Just a little bit of mindfulness. We love that. And I love that we've stuck with that segment. It's 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 stood the test of time, that segment, hasn't it? It really has. That's a, that's a, this, today is our 102nd show. It's yeah. 103rd. I made the mistake. I had to go back and edit that. It was not 102 last episode. It was 101. Well um, spotted by everybody else. Thank you. Did they? Yeah. I didn't see that. I think it was um, Sasha from Zero Ego. Oh, cheers, Sasha. Yeah, thanks for that. And um, um, I don't breath by the way, on, on, on Friends on. of the Show, um, ads from Grumpy ah. Surfer. He's, um, he's finished a breathwork, or he's running a breathwork, or doing a breathwork course. Great. And he posted some really interesting stuff on it, because he's into the Bowen technique for um, rehabilitation of like spine yep. and yep. body. Yep. And he was doing a breathwork thing, so um, good luck with that ad, so hey. it's really cool. Really, really cool. Got to check that out, guys. Yeah. Please go over to the Grumpy Surfer, what a legend ads yeah. is, and what he's running there. I think it's phenomenal. Um, second number three yeah. mind body stoke things, things Liam and I have been working on the mind and body to raise the stoke um, mine is uh, going back to boards so um, my body's been responding overall really really well to a longer board I mean as many of you know I've, I've invested in some longer boards recently uh, that we call mid-lengths they're, they're really doing the rounds at the moment it's probably the most popular board purchase that there is at the moment for good reason it's helping people get into the wave earlier helping people therefore get in on on rail sooner and if you ride it with quads and twins at the back it means that when you turn you're you're, you're, gli- you're gliding through turns so it's kind of just everything we want really um and i was surfing on sunny i had a phenomenal surf especially the second one um at a North Cornish beach break in england uk and the insight is that you, you build up a certain thing with a board. You build up a relationship with it. You get all the benefits, the benefits, the benefits, the benefits, the benefits, and it keeps going. And inevitably, it will then plateau because that's, that's that is exactly what it's meant to happen. It's called adaptation. And then your mind starts going, ooh, hmm. And I saw someone out there on a Mick Fanning Little Marley on the same day. The waves were only about two to three. So it's kind of what we call waist to, to maybe nipple high. But nice, kind of nicest shape, but, but no, no major power. Just kind of like, like just trundling down the line. My bloody favourite wasn't ba- even ba- there. Basically, it w- w- would have been your ideal. But there was a guy on a McFanning, little Marley, and he, I thought, oh, I've got this covered. I, I, I paddled up the face, and he was flying across the, the wave. And I ended up fully getting in his way. I had to be really apologetic, because I, I, I thought, I'll just paddle up the face. There's no way he's going to reach me here. And he did, because he was going about 30 miles an hour. And I just thought, hmm, yeah. Started looking at little Marley's, thinking maybe it's time that I, I joined the club. Because they're mental boards. However, you have to get the fins right. Yeah. It is not a thruster. It's not a twin. You see a lot of them go up online because people don't get the quad keels in there. If you ride it with the quad keels in soft waves, rolling, crumbling, beach breaky, soft, soft stuff, not punchy, way too much speed in punchy, but in just crumbly stuff, you can just generate speed by just pumping it. And I looked at that and thought, oh, I could do, I'd love a little pump a thon. Now, and it's crazy to think that I came away from my big puddle jumper, which was all about pump, 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 to create speed and do little pocket turns and very different to mid-length surfing, real real fast surfing, little little whippy maneuvers. Yeah. And now I'm starting to create, and it's amazing because you just, you just ebb and flow in your surf choices and in your board choices, where you want to surf, how you want to surf, who you surf with, so on and so forth. But I, I, I had, a, having, having, having had a go it's on yours. such a good one. It, I just was like, do you know what? And I, and I really came away because that's a bit of a sign, surely. And I asked the guy, we got to know him, lovely bloke. I uh, didn't get his name, but he's from London, was down on holiday, surfing well, really well. 
was like, what size is that? He's like, 5'10". I was like, how heavy are you? He's like, 1995, so very similar to me. I was thinking, cool, mate. You were like, making that look a lot of fun. Um, Great board it is. And, and I know you're going to wax the record, but, but, but what, what is it that the Mick does? For listeners listening. Well, it's... Firstly, the 510 now is too big for me. It, yeah, that's that's the thing I would Ooh. say. I've said it, I've said it on a few. Dude, you got a buyer. Yeah. Although your yeah. kids are gonna have it first, I expect. I've had to pass it down. It's in the it's a family heirloom now. The um it was really good at the beginning. What I've realized now is it's just a little bit because I'm now surfing this uh five five lost hydra for it, because that's kind of a groveler sort of With board as well. With the keels, the same keels. But just on that little Molly, what was it what did it do for me? It was it's it just a very forgiving, fun... It's just a fun board, right? And But you're right, the speed with the keels in. Because I tried it. I did I did a 2 plus 1, and I did a thruster, and... A pure twin? You did a pure twin? Pure twin, just it was crazy, like a ridiculous sort of thing. But the, but, but the interesting thing you mentioned there is a puddle jumper. If anybody's kind of connected these two boards, I think that little Marley shape uh, is a foamy puddle jumper. It is. Uh, with a slightly, unfortunately, you know... And, you know, somebody will go and do this, and then uh, hopefully let us have a go, and or, or give us some royalties. But if they could, if they just lifted the nose a little yep. bit, so even though it's a foamy, and slightly refine the rails, still in the same construction and or whatever sort of new version of that that you can get, it would be immense because I it think- is fast and furious. That where it comes unstuck, like you said, is if it pearls so quickly, uh, and it's if as soon as the and again, it's about whether it's my level of surfing as well. There are times when the waves get so sucky and so steep that the rail is, it just sort of lifts the rail and throws you over the falls <laughs> quite quickly. So it's, it's, it's less sort of, you've got to do a lot in those conditions, but you're right, sort of a three, two to, two to sort of four foot sort of slop. It is so quick, so forgiving. Amazing fun. Um, and such good fun. It's almost like a skimboard. You know these like, elite skin boards like Blair Conklin and those guys from Catch Surf they're always surfing it kind of feels a bit like that mm. it's, it's, it, it sort of sits on top of, it, it, it doesn't sort of the rails don't sort of completely sort of dig in so, so it, but it skips it's like it's skipping so fast across the wave that sometimes it's going too quick you know um, but it's it it, it's very rare you surf that board and you don't have a smile on your face. Completely agree. And I, I just an insight that pops to mind is, is this idea that every board you'll ever try will aid your progression in some ways and hold it back in others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way it works. And I think that with, let's call them performance fishes in mind on one side. And these are what we call self-generating boards, as in you generate the speed. So therefore they're more maneuverable, but you have to generate the speed. That's why they're designed to be flat and fat at the back especially on the tail, to kind of get them going. Think of things like Puddle Jumper, um, Firewire Seaside, the original Seaside. Um, oh, you got the what pu- happened to Rob Machado? We haven't taken I the know. pee out of that chap for a long time, oh boy. Totally agree. I wanted to wonder just how big his bush is downstairs. If he's got that lid, <laughs> unless he takes very good care of the downstairs with, with, with like, a, with like a, you know, a lawnmower, I would like to try the seaside though. I'm joking it's a great, aside, if I haven't upset him too much. Board. No, it's a great looking board. Love it. He's and he's a legend, Bob Charlie. He just he just emanates peace he, uh, and vibes and completely good times. But no, I think that you, when you take some of these fat-tailed, fast performance fishes, which everyone loves for good reason, they're very forgiving. The sweet spot's really wide. You can get your tail all over the place and still do a turn. You don't have to be precisely at the very back of the board. They they really aid your what I call speed generation and finding new sections and then getting back to the foam. Because if you're not going quick one way, how are you going to go quickly the other way? In order to get back to the foam, you've got to be going quickly in front. So you've got to be able to generate speed. And that's 
that comes from those boards. What ends up happening is we lose style because we don't stay very compressed on them because they're doing so much of the speed generation for us. They're so quick that you you st you you stay compressed a little bit, but you can come out of that very very quickly and extend, and and suddenly the board's gone back to the pocket. What's very interesting about mid lengths is if you extend too soon, you just fall off. Your rail line is so long and the tail is so small on mo most of these mid lengths that yes, you're not doing any more speed generation work because the board just fucking flies on its own mm. in a way. I know I've kind of confused things there because I know that the I know that I've said that the grovelers speed generate, but what I mean by that more by that is you have to pump it and yeah. then it goes quickly. That's what I mean, if that makes sense. With the mid lengths, they go quickly. Yes. Without you pumping. Does that make sense? Because they slide quickly. Yeah. Whereas a groveler won't slide quickly. The groveler's You have to pump it and it will go fast. So the so the Ombi guys talk about this really well, but you know when they talk about their cardboard surfer for anybody's listening, where you kind of you you basically throw your hands and your hips forward. That's right. If you do the compress and extend and that hip thrust hand throw, the groveler or and or those kind of performance foamies will fly. And the times I don't get this right all the time. It's a bit like golf, isn't it? The times I've hit it as as the sweet spot of the right compress, extend to wave shape, wave plays, and hip thrust hand throw are the times I've gone, holy shit, this is the fastest yeah. thing I've ever been on. Fucking so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. And then what mids are doing, length that is, because listen, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to end up talking to most surfers when I say this, but it's that kind of, what do we do? Do we go down the performance groveler or do we go down the mid lengths? Because these are the two kind of main boards that I want to really say between you kind of big, beginner, intermediate, lower level advanced mm. that we want to aim at to get better at surfing and maybe high performance shortboard sometimes in a, in a, in a epic wave context, whatever. But it's to say that then what a mid length seems to do, and it really dawned on me in that surf on that Sunday, just gone, was that it keeps me from coming into my extension. So I have to stay compressed way longer through turns. And I've looked at a bit of the footage and I'm kind of a little bit kooky on a few of my turns. And I've done this thing where I've pumped one pump too far to then cut back because the mid is taking me past the section and the section's then already slowed down, mm. which is where I don't want to be doing mm -hmm. a turn. But clearly I'm doing it there because I'm not reacting soon enough. So it's making me react quicker. But what I'm then finding is I'm going, oh, okay, I'm kind of getting this, this slide thing going now and it's really fun. But now I'm like, ooh, now I've learned how to stay more compressed for longer. Could I flip that onto a whitetail board and get even more out of that now. And of course you would. So it's just like a, I would say going between mid-length foamies or just foamies and mid-lengths, and, and, and mid performance ones, and high-performance grovelers, whatever they may be, flipping back and forth, back and forth, is for me a phenomenal way of progressing uh, your surfing. I think for you, we've discussed this, a mid because you're five ten five nine well on a good day probably about Ish. five eight and a half a, a mid for you would be a six four yeah maximum six three six four yeah because Ish. I, is that right yeah because say? i've had i mean the first one i got that gray and bunt minima was great as i say i was talking about that's so my first uh, my own surfboard that's about seven six i think but the the seven or that i then bought as a sort of you know what i thought would be like a mikey february kind of um vibe was just a bit too felt too big i've got this weird thing with boards actually I, I love you know i love my prone race boards and rescue boards and that sort of thing they're like 10 6 um but with surfboards i have this you know, I, i'm I, I always err on a much sort of shorter outline for some reason it just seems to suit my body shape and size um and a lot of the guys who surf here 
especially the sort of old, I say old, they're in sort of probably my age bracket, will always say, and especially one of our local legends here, will say to me, have you not got a longboard? As if to say, what the fuck are you surfing that for? <laughs> but I feel, I know exactly where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's, I just don't want to trade to something so cumbersome. But the, my version of a mid-length or a longboard hope would possibly be a little bit shorter than anybody else's. Possibly would. And you do like short boards. Yeah. You're on a Hydra now that is a 5.5. Five, five, five. Five, and you're ripping on that. You've done really, really well. I think one of the... But again, that's a forgiving... There's something in size now, isn't there? It's a bit like when William Finnegan talked about Barbarian Days, that whole thing about waves shouldn't really ever be measured in size. It should be measured in increments of fear. Uh, boards as well, it's like... Do you measure them in size or is it about where the foam is in the board, how it performs, what, what, it's there, what it does on the conditions of the day? Um, because it sounds small, but it's very forgiving, bizarrely. Uh, this is the thing with boards. You get a top shaper on these things and they'll just say, try stuff out. Yeah. It's why I'm always encouraging people to just spend a lot more money on their surfing than they already are. <laughs> and maybe you're listening to this going, dude. You have no idea. <laughs> but fins and where you surf and trips and boards and just try within your budget to keep pushing it forward if you can. And that's where the second-hand market comes in. Fins have been my biggest bargains one. on the second-hand market. I, I never really... I didn't... Cons- because, of, again, you're weird, you know, you surf for 20 years and you're not really... You're just sort of... Unless you're willing to make the progress and I sort of really didn't consider the fin thing. Apart from the fact when I look back uh, is that the board I had when I first moved back here was a Gulfstream speed dialer, which is a sort of little quad fish, basically. And that I loved because that was quick. And that had a, if they still make these, lockbox. 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 That'll bring back a lot of memories for UK surfers. Qu- quad set. And and I then sort of got out and just surfed whatever I was kind of bought, bought thruster, you know, twinny. But it's when I first, first started surfing twinnies properly with you about four years ago. And, and the Luke Short 20, as I've talked about a lot, I was like, holy shit, this is it. This is it. But then you go from that to a quad on the shape like a, a Hydra or a Mick or a Puddle or whatever it is. And again, you're like, oh my God, that's another room I've entered. And prior to that, I didn't even think about the fin. So that, that's made a huge difference to my enjoyment of surfing, more than I thought it would ever make. Yeah, the yeah, fin. Yeah. It's just physics. Changing up your fin can just transform a surfboard. It's ridiculous. Yeah. With, my, with my new Big Baron, give you an example, I put in my Christensen twins. They're slightly smaller. They're about 19 and a half inches in square, uh, uh, you know, square inches, um, which is a fairly small twin without a trailer, in fact. And I put that into my, my Big Baron, which is a pure twin, no trailer. And it was weird. It was just like, there was no drive and go to turns and they just skipped out too soon and I had no timing and I put back in the MR as in Mark Richards uh, what I'd call a power twin because they're quite big the Mark Richards mm. ones for FCS setup and again pure twin no trailer and was just loving life and that's just the small that's one and a half square inches mm. the MRs come in at about 21 square inches and the Christiansons are tw- a 19.75 that's that's 1.25 inches in square mm. and it's made that much difference that is, that is the nature of surfing. You keep trying, keep experimenting, keep keep working on things and, and then use really, really good marketing to tell your other half why you're justifying getting new bits of kit. Why, why are you spending £120 <laughs> on three or four pieces of plastic? <laughs> they arrive in the post. So is this going to feed the family? Um, well, in a roundabout way, yes. 
Because if I'm really, really happy, then my business is going to work better. If my business works better, you're going to be fed more easily. So on, one, so one, forth. Once I win the Bells Beach Pro, <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'm going to get $120,000. That's funny, dude. Um, dude, anything on um, Surf Media? Last segment? You got anything you want to... No, I mean, I'm still on this 100-foot wave. Yeah, cool. You Brilliant. know, as I was Brilliant. saying last episode, and... Uh, L- l- love it for for everything that it 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 brings up, if and and love it because it is so far away from my what my world of surfing would be ever be even in my kind of wildest dreams. But the themes that still connect it about uh, challenges and life and the ocean and all that sort of thing, you, you apply it back to yourself relatively, don't you? So, like I said last week, what. What Garrett McNamara's version of holy shit is just because yours might be a three and a half foot or a six foot wedge somewhere, um, you can still learn from some of those kind of uh, approaches. Um, but I then just love the kind of cinematography of it as well, and the size and the scale and the the, the just the, the the story of that. Like we're saying, that friendship is real kind of life or death stuff. But for just for the pursuit of chasing this wave energy. And um, I, I, I'm just in awe of those people. I think it's fantastic. We get a little taste of this in, in even slightly bigger ways than we're normally used to. And it's of this idea that when you're in real, only small, but potential danger, life actually gets better, not worse. It's so surreal. Well, you're not it's, worrying about the small shit That's anymore. what I mean. All the minutiae of what do people think and what's going to happen there and what about this and politics and he said, she said and bills and just like all this kind of just blah of just day-to-day kind of nonsense that goes on um that when you're thrust into bigger waves you your adrenaline kicks in and this whole environment you're in and you've really got to be very alert to be to be safer to be on it and you feel amazing for it and it's so paradoxical i love that you're actually putting yourself in a situation that the mind would go oh really but no you actually feel amazing. Now, obviously, there's a level within that. You go too far and you feel, ho- you feel awful. Yeah. Just go in then. If you ever find yourself in the surf, you're not enjoying it, it's too big, go in. Why are you just, you just know your own self, the adrenaline's too high, can't seem to simmer it down with breathing exercises, whatever. Just go in, it's fine. Um, Do you know what's amazing though and, on, that, on that front? Yeah, when I think go about on. just going in, the go times on. when you maybe have lost your board and um, mm. you've had to swim back to the, or whatever, you swim back. When I look at places like Nazare, because it's that because it's a it's not like a point where you've got one clean wave coming from, you can get out of the way. You're like, holy shit! The swim back to the beach there is as treacherous as getting away from it. It's it's like Nazare is no joke. There is no escape, dude. Nazare is no joke. I think Mulligmore is probably up there too. Oh, where, certain spots where like Mulligmore is by, by the rocks, and you're just on the inside, yeah. just getting trashed. Those boys and girls, uh, you take your hat off. You really do. Mully is. Frightening in oh. every aspect, isn't it? But to just pure, to look at. Pure nah. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Nice to be back. We've, we've loved recording this in the sunshine, and uh, we'll see you again very soon. Cheers. Bye.